Welcome to the Go Serve Others podcast, where we explore topics around leading and mentoring of the Go Serving, Serving Others, Others podcast. I'm your host, We're be Mark Shropshire. Overcoming the challenges of mentorships during a pandemic. How do you um, start and continue mentorship safely while maintaining progress and engagement? It is possible, and that's what we're going to dive into today. So let's dive in by talking through three steps for having successful mentorships during a pandemic. Um, By the way, you could substitute pandemic with any other thing that may make it uh, not easy for you to um, be in person with your mentees, mentors, um, and and so you know, subs, keep that in mind as we talk through this, you know, substitute that. Let's say that maybe, you know, there's another, you know, there's a health condition that's very personal to you, not pandemic related, and you can't leave your home easily. Maybe it's, um, you know, a situation where the mentor or mentee in the relationship uh, has to move across the country um, and, and you want to continue the relationship uh, for uh, success and future um, um, conversations around mentoring, but you but you're not going to be really like uh, maybe in the same local area to meet up in person. I mean, we always love meeting up in person. That's humans are very social and that's what we uh, crave. Um, but there, uh, so while this isn't maybe ideal, there are ways to have successful mentorships. So let's jump into this. Um, number one, uh, to help have a successful mentorship during a pandemic, don't forget the basics of mentorships. So. We talk a lot on Go Serve Others about mentorships, how to be a great mentor, how to start a mentorship, how to find a mentor. Um, you know, so there's a there's a catalog of uh, podcasts that are evergreen uh, on this um, on this podcast stream. So make sure to go back and check those out. All of those still apply even in a remote setting. It really really doesn't matter. They still apply. How you think about mentorships how you set those up, how you communicate. Um, so, so they all still apply. That's really important. You also want to make sure uh, that you schedule those check-ins, you know, get the check-ins um, scheduled, have them recurring uh, when it makes sense, and uh, get those planned out on your calendar. And then planning ahead on topics for discussion, and this is real important um, for mentees to take the lead on. I really believe that the mentee and the mentor relationship should lead on the planning and because it's really an, an advantage to them. I, I, mentors definitely get a lot out of mentorship, but when you're the one asking for someone to help mentor you, you should take as much responsibility as possible um, on that. So I mean, we talk about in that a lot in the episode on um, how to find a mentor, but lead on the planning. Uh, you know, focus on, um, you know, you know, anything you can to take uh, pressure off the mentor in that situation. Um, But the mentor will have input as well. Uh, So that's number one. Don't forget the basics of mentorships. Number two, um, and this one's the longest I have in notes, and it's kind of unfortunate because this really, this number two item is one that I feel like is the mechanics of this and how to make sure that it can, uh, that you can do remote mentorships, but it's probably the least important when you get going because you don't want to focus on this and that's leveraging technology. We don't want to focus on the technology. Um, but there will be a little bit of 
focus at first. If you're not already doing remote work um, for maybe your job or you don't have experience with some of this technology, it will take some time to onboard. So be patient. Um, have uh, patience with yourself and the process. Uh, don't try to do everything at once and just continue to assess and implement the technology as you can. But um, so some of the categories I think that are helpful to look at. And again, when you look at what you pick for these, you know, don't spend a ton of time researching, you know, go after maybe some systems you already have in place and your mentor or mentee already has in place and just start, start simple. But you want to have a calendar for planning those check-ins. That's real basic. If you already don't have a calendaring system, make sure you have one. Um, it's good to have that electronic, but you know what, if you have a, if you have a magnetic counter that, that sticks to the fridge or, you know, is, is on the wall somewhere and it's written or in a, in a notebook, that's fine. You know, use that. It's whatever works for you. You want to meet on a regular basis and pick times when both parties will be open and focused. That's real critical. That's really the key. It's beyond the technology and more about, uh, making sure that you, uh, all parties in that mentorship relationship are not rushed. Uh, and can focus on the uh, the conversation. Next uh, technology piece, a note-taking system. So again, uh, I, I like electronic notes. Um, primarily, it works better because I can search and find things later. And I use, personally, I use Bear, uh, the Bear app to do that, which is a Mac and iOS app. But it really doesn't matter. There's, a, there's tons of note-taking systems. You can use a piece of paper. You can use a notebook, uh, a physical notebook and pen. Just have a system that you can use for now, get started, and, and, and have that working for you, and it's reliable, you know. Um, and it's, it's also good to have a system that can be collaborative when you need it, so maybe some notes are personal, um, and you don't really collaborate, but, you know, it's good to look at things like Google Docs and other collaborative uh, systems where, you know, you may, wanna sh you may have something you're working on, and you want to share that with your mentor. And, and both parties can comment and take part in that. So it's good to have that also ready to go. Uh, but the number one thing is just to have a personal note-taking system um, for planning and things like that. Um, the next one that's big, I think, is video conferencing. Uh, one advantage now that we're months into the pandemic um, is that uh, lots, of, uh, lots of people have become used to having some type of video conferencing. Um, so I would say a few things here on that. Uh, when, you, um, when you pick the tool for video conferencing, much like some of the others, you know, go with something you already are using. Don't try to find something new. Um, I also suggest, you know, if possible, find a, a video conferencing tool that, you already, uh, that your mentor or mentee already has also. That way you're not learning something new. It's something maybe you're already a little bit familiar with. So, you know, have a discussion and say, do a little planning uh, with your mentor or mentee and say, you know, let's talk through these technologies and let's use what we already have. Um, but before you start a video conference, you want to test your mic and webcam, make sure they're ready to go. Um, you want to be in a location where you can focus without any distractions. Um, that's real important, you know, and, and it's kind of cool too, I think, you know, just to get out of the house, um, uh, out of the apartment, out of wherever you, you live. and um, you know, you can do this outside. You just want to, um, you just want to make sure that you're at a place where you can focus on that. And it also doesn't distract the uh, person on the other end. Video should be on for the absolute best experience. There's times where you might turn it off, um, for different reasons. And, you know, one could even be bandwidth, uh, if you're using, you know, data on your phone or something, but, um, 
but it, you know, I think for best experience, you to to get as much out of what you're lacking in that in-person connection uh, with body language and facial expressions and things like that. You want to have video on as much as possible. Um, and uh, don't forget that, you know, you don't have to be tied to your computer if you've got a smartphone or a tablet and other devices. Most of these video conferencing tools, um, I, I personally use Zoom a lot, but most tools like Zoom uh, work on, um, a lot of them are free and they work on um, many, many different devices. So. Uh, you shouldn't have to go buy anything for this, um, hopefully. And, and, you know, can you just use something you already have? So the, um, fourth category of systems I think that's important is some type of chat and messaging system. So the idea here is you want to be able to have continued conversations between your check-ins, you know, um, you don't want to abuse that. Um, like you don't want to send messages like, you know, every hour or every day or whatever, but maybe if you collect some notes and it's going to be a couple of weeks till you meet again on a zoom call or something like that, you can always, um, you can always send a text message maybe with some large finding that you've had or some question that you have. Um, and it's good to have that continued conversation, you know, as long as you're, um, um, you know, you don't, don't abuse it and, and that sort of thing. Um, but, um, but I think it's great to have those continued conversations It's also a great way when you're even on your, um, video conference calls to, uh, share links to things or, um, share, you know, text or, you know, different, you know, it's, it's a sharing platform as well, uh, for information. So good when you're on calls and, and there's lots of systems. So there's, you know, there's iMessage, SMS, uh, the signal app, uh, just many options. Um, uh, again, whatever probably that you and your, um, uh, mentor or mentee already have and use is probably best because, um, given there's so many chat systems and messaging systems, it, you probably already have something you both use in common. And, you know, there's not a lot of point in um, jumping to something else when they all kind of do the same thing, just slightly different ways. Um, so that's uh, leveraging the technology number two. So number three, let's, let's make a point to assess the remote mentorships and improve. Um, this is something we should do in, in all of our, um, uh, endeavors in general is do assessments and try to improve continuously, but make a note, you know, even if you have to put it on the calendar as a reminder, make a note to, um, have some reflection time, you know, off a device, just go just in a quiet space with you and your, your mind and say, how has this been going? And take, maybe, maybe you have some notes going on. Great place for some physical note taking, but take some notes on how things are going and discuss that with your mentor or mentee and try to improve. Um, you really want to get to a place where that technology that for instance, you're using that we just talked about becomes just a tool and you're not focused on it. You know, at some point, you know, it just, everything's set up and working, you're used to it. And you really focus on the mentorship and the conversations and not, you know, Oh, I got to figure out how to work the system or this new, this new app. And that gets in the way. Uh, it will a little bit. So that's a real key part of this assessment is be patient. Know this will get easier as you learn. And those tools are not the focus. You know, focus on that conversation uh, and that continued mentorship. So kind of uh, wrapping towards uh, the end of this podcast with a positive note, we will get back to in-person meetings eventually. You know, I don't think any of us know what's going to happen and what, you know, what that looks like. I, 
as far as I can tell from my experiences in 2020, much of the speculation that I've had and what I think will happen, um, I've been wrong like so many times um, that I've sort of given up on any time frame and, you know, things like that. So, or even how it's going to look. Um, but we, but I do believe we will get back to, you know, meeting in person and traveling and things like that. Uh, one way or another, we, we have to, we're human, we're social. Uh, we will do that. So for the time being, um, just getting great at remote mentorships, the positive means that we will be able to have more tools that we can use even when we don't have to be remote. So, so even when you, um, have in-person check-ins eventually, you know, at a coffee shop or over lunch or something with a mentor, you can still use those messaging systems. You can still, uh, use that note-taking system and share, uh, collaborative notes. You still have calendaring, you know, improved and, and you've got video conferencing when, um, you're at a place where maybe you can't meet in person for, you know, uh, for one meetup, but you want to continue and stay on a regular schedule. You've got that figured out. So it's a great option. You know, if anything this year, many, many people have become really, really good at a lot of these technology tools and learned a lot about them. Uh, and that's, and that's all ages, kids in school all the way, um, through, um, you know, older, um, older people, uh, that are trying to keep up with their family and things like that. Everyone's getting better. Uh, be patient, have, uh, have a little bit of, uh, patience with yourself on, on, on getting there though. It's okay. Well, I just like to say thank you for being a part of this episode. Uh, remember we can all lead mentor and serve.